stopping us. Ain't no topping us. They be watching us. We so prosperous. Yes, yes, yo, welcome back. You are now tuned to the sounds of CFRE 91.9 FM and CFRE Radio.com. Once again, it is your man DM Cool, and this is Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody! Indeed, indeed, indeed. You better tell a friend to tell a friend because we are live right now. And this is a very special episode because we are on the eve of the first ever NBA All-Star Weekend to be held in Toronto. And we hope that this plans to prove that there will be many more in the city. We have been waiting for this for years upon years upon years. And I'm so glad that I get to share this with each and every one of you listeners. Coming up later on the 8.15 minute mark, I would say, will be my man, Dane Smith. He is an international basketball player born and raised in Toronto. You may remember him from the We The North commercial that was out about two years ago. He's going to be talking about his journey through basketball and how he will be participating in this weekend's events and much more. But before we get to all that, we have a guest on the line right now who is going to be throwing one of the bigger parties that are going to be happening in Toronto right now. She will be the event planner and the host of the NBA All-Star House Party Throwdown, and she is on the line right now. She goes by the name of Tanya Natalie. Tanya, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for so much for calling, because I know you're a busy woman, and you are just you know, trying to wrap your head around how many events are going down this weekend, what you need to do to prepare your event and what have you, so I appreciate that you're making the time right now. could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Exactly. All right, so let's get right into it. So, what was the inspiration behind the All Star House Party? We we really, and by we, I mean me and my co-captain uh, Michelle Berry of Shelley's Catering. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really wanted to throw an event that wasn't just the typical average party that we knew was going to take over the city. Um, you know, there's not a shortage of clubs um, and type venues that are going to have, you know, celebrities come in and VIP booths. And we really just wanted a place that, you know, for people who don't feel like getting dressed up and, and all that jazz, we really wanted to have something that was with a cool vibe, you know, low key, no, you know, no, uh, no kind of screw face or mm-hmm. face. We really just wanted to kind of like people who want to go out and still have a good time, but not break the bank um, or break their, their toes. Exactly. Twenty four yeah. degrees outside. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the that was the original kind of inspiration. And it's our sport, right? A Canadian created it. He wasn't in Canada at the time, but we were like, Okay, you know, the sport's coming home, let's throw it kind of a housewarming, homecoming, mm-hmm. welcome party. Exactly. You know, those are the type of vibes that you want to have. None of this, you know, bottom line nonsense and, you know, people staring each other down and the screw face and like, we don't want none of that, none of that Toronto stigma stuff to happen at any of these events, regardless of what it is. So I definitely feel like a house party definitely does bring that vibe because people have fun at house parties. You don't feel like they got to overly dress up or they got to look at people from across the bar and try to like size them up, up and down and guess where they got their shoes from or try and roast them when they dare have fun because... At the end of the day, no one wants to be part of that environment. So I like the initiative that you and the entire team basically have taken upon in regards to the whole philosophy of it. Yeah, we really wanted to make sure that people could just have fun. Um, you know, we've all been to house parties. That was the one kind of unifier. 
You know, there's some people who just they don't club, right? That's mm-hmm. not their style. That's not their lane. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been to a house party. You went to house parties in elementary school, mm-hmm. you know, where you kind of had your first dance or maybe your first kiss with someone. And then in high school where you may have had your first drink, mm-hmm. you know, may have done some other things, and, you know, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, No know, one's judging. <laughs> no one's judging, you know, and it's just like the basement is just really like that home, like that feel. And so when we walked into the Theta Delta Chai flat house, um, it was like, it was a match made in heaven. I fell in love and, you know, it was perfect. I couldn't ask for a, a better spot to host it at. So I'm really excited. Exactly, and I think a lot of people should be excited right now. Um, speaking of the, the frat house, and actually, it is it will literally be taking place in a house. So, what's the expected capacity that you're looking at? We did not, and that was another thing too. Um, we didn't want to have a huge, you know, thousands of people kind of thing. This is not government, mm-hmm. RIP government. Um, this is really just it's a house. Yeah. So you know, there's limited capacity. We're really not trying to go over. Uh, 280. Um, I know that the frat, they've done parties there and they've, you know, squeezed in 350. I wanted people to still be able to move around, you know, still check out each, because there's two floors. Um, You walk in, there's a pool table, there's, you know, couches to kind of sit and chill and watch what's been happening, you know, um, in the city. So probably a replay of the slam dunk competition and all that. Mm -hmm. There will be, you know, an area where DJ Lisa Monet is playing, where the dunk contest is going to be, and then downstairs there's another DJ, the bar's down there, there's going to be food, um, and like cooked food, like hearty, good, you don't have to go find a shawarma spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we really just wanted to like, what what invokes house party to you, you know? Mm-hmm. So you might bring your own booze, there'd be a table, there'd be some bowls with some snacks, that's the kind of feel that we really wanted to go for, so... Um, yeah, it, it's it's awesome that it's an actual house. So we want people to be able to move around mm-hmm. and enjoy each floor and each aspect of the event that we're putting together. All right, that sounds like a plan. I mean, it sounds like you're going for the the kid and play house party rather than the Project X house party. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no jumping off the. I mean, no one's going outside anyways. It's, yeah, it's, it's too cool like, for all the shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, no, no outdoor. I mean, the thing is, it's funny. There is um, another kind of backyard on the third floor there's um kind of like a rooftop patio type thing and i really wanted to use it mm-hmm. but it's, it's going to be w- way too cold to do anything outside yeah well, you know maybe in future I'll, I'll go out there we'll kind of you know it would be nice to like do a s'more station or something but um yeah no no project x here it's, <laughs> you know good vibes and and good times good music good food um, yeah, that's that's what we're going for. Exactly, you know, and for that balcony, you know, maybe you could save that for June when the NBA Finals pops around. Weather's going to be nice. People are going to be in their tanks. You never know, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now you mentioned the dunk contest uh, mm-hmm. that you guys are going to be throwing in at the house party. Um, what prizes or incentives are there in entering in this in said contest? <laughs> <laughs> so we really just wanted to kind of play with it because that's the night of the dunk contest for real. And yes most people don't have the money to actually attend that thing. So um, I was like, you know, why not kind of create our own? So, you know, legitimately getting, you know, a net and, you know, something to bring in. We've got four judges. We've got Lincoln Blades, who's a a writer, blogger. We have Elvin, who's a hip-hop artist. Mm -hmm. Luca Bryce, Tika Simone from uh, Gialcast, Bear Gal Crew. Um, So really excited to have kind of local Toronto personalities who are Mm going to infuse you know, their style, their humor has dumped judges. Um, we definitely want to get the crowd involved. 
the host, Mr. Six, I, you know, he's amazing and hilarious, so he's going to get everyone amped up. So, you know, we're going to be, we're still trying to finalize um, what we're going to be giving out. So it's either, you know, you're going to walk away with a prize of some sort. So mm-hmm. as the top three people, um, and we probably only take five, depending on how many people try to enter, um, the top three will walk away with a prize. Sounds good. Now, before we let you go, Tanya, um, while we're on the topic of dunk contests, yeah. what is your favorite dunk contest that you've watched over the years? Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm, I've am i been a Raptor fan since the Purple Dino Days. Church? Shopper, Slam Seeds, you know, like, I, I go back that far. Mm-hmm. You know, Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse, like, I'm, I'm a throwback Raptor fan. Yep, yep. Um, so, for me, it will always be Vince Carter, like, <gasps> when he's like, it's over, it's a wrap, like, mm-hmm. it's done. Just that will, you know, forever be. I mean, yes, I grew up with, like, the MJ era, and, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you give, you pay homage to, obviously, the greats. Yes. But for me, like, as a hometown girl, uh-huh. that will like that will always stand out um, because I think that's when we really, you know, we'll put on a map as a basketball city. Absolutely. And, you know, players may not necessarily want to live here, but they're like, okay, we can rock with playing in Toronto. Exactly. And, you know, that was really a really important step for Raptors basketball, and look at where we're at today. We're hosting. We're ho- that's that's a big deal. Like, it's a huge is- deal. Yeah. <laughs> people to really wrap their heads around the entire National Basketball Association in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like that's bananas. This is like Carabana on steroids. That, thank is, you. Thank you. I've like, been saying this for the last two years. Thank you. <laughs> Carabana meets Tiff because the thing is this, with the celebrities, it's not just about the NBA players. Mm-hmm. There's NFL players coming. Yep. You know, TV stars and movie stars mm-hmm. and just all around very wealthy rich people. Um, my mom lives north of the city, so by Buttonville Airport, she's seen all sorts of private planes landing and stuff. Like, this is not just oh, some basketball players coming into town. Like, it's 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 it's, it's an extravaganza of sorts. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. Um, and I just have two last things I wanted to say before I know you have um, you're going to bring on um, a hometown basketball player to talk yep, about. Yep, yep. Um, I'm really grateful. I have an amazing team, as I said. Um, Michelle of Shelly's Catering has been like an awesome co-captain. Um, my event squad, Mr. Six, Nikki O, um, Rochelle Roberts, you know, they're, you know, kind of keep me. No no event is planned solo. And I've had a, I have great sponsors, Screech Rum, um, Amsterdam Brewery, because we really want to keep things Canadian. So I really went after local Canadian um, companies, uh, Speed Pro, Imaging Durham, Herpe Cakes. We have a dessert bar mm-hmm. um, and a dessert and candy bar. So, um, and Truman Mills has been a great support as well. So, I'm really, I'm really lucky. Um, you know, it's not just a party; it's an event. And you know, as an event planner, I take that very personally. We really have tried to create an experience. So, when people walk in, like you're not going to have to pay for coat check. We just want you to check your coat, come in, have a good time. Um, you know, wander through the house, check out all the spots, and 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 have fun. So that's really um, what we wanted to want to go for. And um, and um, two things: one part of the proceeds um, is actually going to go towards the shoebox project in Durham. That's so what's up. what that organization does is they collect items and create um, boxes to hand out to women who are living in shelters. Mm-hmm. And so there's a really important tie-in there. Obviously, like 
we all go home, we've all had a house party. There are people who don't have them mm-hmm. and and need a, a sense of a, a sense of home. So that's really important to us. So we're going to be um, part of our proceeds from the event will go towards that. And for listeners who are listening right now or listen later on, if you use the promo code DunkOff, you can get yourself kind of a discounted ticket to come. We still have some tickets left, but as I said, because there's an actual capacity, when we sell out, it's not going to be one of those fake sellouts. It's an actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a real sellout. <laughs> like a real sellout. Yeah. So there may be tickets at the door, but I really can't guarantee that because it depends on how the next you know, 48 hours goes. Exactly. And on that note, Tanya, you are the real MVP. Thank you for calling. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. I can't wait to to be there because I will be there and I'm I'm sure I'm going to have a blast. So I look forward to seeing you there and all the antics that will take place. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You take care. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that was Tanya Natalie. She will be your host for the uh, NBA All-Star House Party this Saturday. Make sure you get your tickets before they sell out. Um, When we come back from the break, as promised, we have my man, Dane Smith, who will be talking about ball. We will be talking about his rise into basketball on a worldwide scale, how he came back to Toronto to give back, and all that good stuff. But before we do, you know, we have to get to some Canadian content like we normally do. And since it is all about NBA All-Star 2016 in Toronto, what better way to ring off the weekend than with the sixth god himself, Drake? And uh, this new one right here, I'm sure all of you guys have heard it. This one's called Summer 16. So keep it locked. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Cool Radio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned to the sounds of CFRE Radio 91.9 FM and on the World Wide Web at CFREradio.com. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. Now, as promised, my guest for the evening in studio, he is Canadian born and raised. He has traveled all over the world to play the sport that he loves most, which is basketball. He was one of the athletes that was profiled in the iconic We the North slogan campaign that took place two years ago, which till still to this day is my favorite Canadian basketball commercial ever. Hands down, no one or nothing is touching that. And on top of that, he will be participating in this weekend's All-Star Celebrity Charity Game. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Dane Smith, who was looking all dapper and fresh today. Mr. Smith, how are you? Oh, man, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you for coming by, man. You are a very busy individual, as I can see from your phone blowing up like it's Baghdad. So (laughs) it is all good. Thank you for coming through, man. So let's get things started, man. Um, I'm sure the people at home want to know, man, how did you develop the basketball Jones, as they say? How did you fall in love with the game? Oh, man, I fell in love with the game uh, through just being around it since birth. Mm-hmm. Um, on TV, in the area. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what you do when you're growing up, right? Mm-hmm. A ball, a basket, you just get into it. Absolutely, man. And uh, as far as, you know, you getting into the game and what have you, um, you grew up in you grew up in Toronto. You grew up in uh, Jungle, to be specific. Yeah, JC Jungle. You know, Varna Boys. You know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and there's a lot. Of, there's always been like a lot of stories about about Jungle. Um, and then one of them being uh, the basketball culture that's over there. Man, what can you tell us about the basketball culture? Oh man, uh, the basketball culture it, it speaks for itself. Um, when I was a young boy growing up, you know, I was watching guys like Phil Dixon, mm-hmm. Denham Brown. Those mm-hmm. are two huge names mm-hmm. in the basketball Canada basketball community. For say shout to UConn, <laughs> UConn, you know, <laughs> and then um, you know, just us watching at a young age, it was like a few of us in the gym, you know, like you go in the gym, 
you wouldn't be allowed to play because you're too young at first. Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, those guys, you know, they stop coming to the gym. Mm-hmm. And then us as a group, I remember it was about seven of us that we just kept going to the gym every day, every day, every day. Mm-hmm. And ironically, all seven of us ended up getting athletic scholarships to the States. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was just a group thing, you know, playing with your friends and then, you know, just just getting education while you're doing it. Absolutely. And where did you play in America? Oh, so, man, so first... My my path was so so different because mm-hmm. I wasn't really the school type. Mm-hmm. So already I knew I had to go to JUCO Junior College. Mm-hmm. So my first two years was in Texas East Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know Kilgore College. It was a great school. I loved it when I was there. Um, learned a lot. Um, I transferred to the University of Tennessee at Martin. Mm-hmm. Played there for two more years. You know, solid conference. You know, very 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 good competition. And then you know that I had a, I also have a twin brother, Dwayne mm-hmm. Smith. He played at the uh, University of George Washington. Okay. So you know just <clears throat> just taking wherever the game takes you, basically. Pretty much. Exactly. Pretty much, brother. Exactly. That's how it all goes down, right? Mm-hmm. So you know we're we're both '80s babies. So which means that we grew up in the Vince Carter era. <laughs> we saw what this man did for the city, and not even just the city, but for the country, which can never be questioned. Um, so what influence did he have on you growing up just as a general basketball fan? Man, Vince? I, I know him as Vince Sanity, first mm-hmm. of all. <laughs> Say that again one more time. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> Vince, I know him as Vince Sanity. <laughs> Preach. Continue on, sir. Continue on. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Vince, man, at the time, like, when he was playing, yeah. you know, you if you look at basketball back then... Mm-hmm. As a young boy watching it, you just see a guy that's dunking, doing a lot of great things. But yeah. a lot of people forget that what the stuff he was doing was his first year in yes. the NBA. It wasn't like he was playing six seasons in. He uh-huh. came first season. He did all that stuff. Made a just statement. Big statement. And <laughs> he did it with Toronto on his chest. So, you know, yeah. that's why Vincent is, is who he is. And he's still playing the league till this day. So Absolutely. And... I find it, it's, it's funny because I remember the very first Vince Carter highlight that I remember seeing, I was probably like 10 years old at the time, was when this guy just, he had the, the audacity, <laughs> the, the unmitigated goal to dunk on Matumbo. Oh. And that, it doesn't happen often. He, he was just climbing a ladder yeah, yeah, and he just yeah, got yeah. it. He did the stare down at the end. Yeah. I was like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> wait, hold on, he plays for us? Really? He's on our side? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the classical Vince for you, man. Like, yeah. Even when he dunked over the seven footer in the Olympics, like that dude was he was he was a human highlight reel every time he Madness. stepped on the court. And he was he, and he was young. Madness. He was greatest dunk of all time. I don't care what league. I, oh yuck. Just thinking about it just makes just makes my skin crawl a little bit. <laughs> but nonetheless, man, um I feel like with Vince, um, sometimes he doesn't get that credit just because of how he left, basically. Yeah. And there's always a whole bunch of controversy behind that. Um, so, you know, fast forward, it's been 10 plus years since he left. Do you feel that people should just forgive and forget at this point? Well, I mean, at that time, in, at that time, uh, it, it was tough. Yeah, he, he, he was mixed emotions, you know. Uh, coaches had got involved with that decision. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, we're in 2016. If you're still, you can't hold. I mean, Vince was just making a decision for him and his family to go on to mm-hmm. where, 
the ball took him, and, and mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, it, it, it stopped in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But you know, no, nah, I definitely think we shouldn't have a grudge. You know, Vince is Vince, man, like mm-hmm. hometown legend. Exactly, hometown and you know, legend. the adopted son of Toronto, as I like to call him. Um, speaking of Vince and his legacy in Toronto and Canada, we now have the All Star Game in Toronto for the first time ever. Yes, sir. Um, do you feel as if it should have happened a long time ago, like it's a long time coming, or is it happening at the right point, at the right time? Well, you don't want to rush anything, mm-hmm. but just Toronto as a city and what's happening in the last last two years, mm-hmm. the build-up, the build-up, the build-up, the build-up, I feel like this is the perfect time for it. Mm-hmm. I mean... The weather's kind of cold, but yeah. hey, man. <laughs> what, can you, what can you do? But th- this it was cold in Brooklyn last year. <laughs> there you go, Brooklyn too. So I yeah. mean, I think this was the perfect timing, you know, with everything happening with uh, the the Summer Olympics that we had. I mean, uh, Pan Am Games Pan that we Am, had yeah. over the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, as as a national team, how good we did in the uh, in the FIBA Worlds. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's it 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 makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Timing's everything, and this is a good time for us to do it. So absolutely, and you're mentioning all those things that happen. The all those events that have happened within the last two years. And one of them that did happen was the the birth of the We The North movement, actually. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show how you were one of the participants in that slogan, um, how did that come about for you? Man, um, I had I had came back from overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends hit me up. You know, he, he mentioned to me about a commercial that, you know, the Raptors organizations were shooting. And, you know, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not really a, a camera type a guy but you know I, the information was well put together and then you know I went up for the commercial met the directors great group of guys mm-hmm. and then you know after you know a few days of auditioning and all that we once once he knew what we were going to do we got on set and then the rest was just history but I can honestly say I didn't know that this would happen like when we did everything all together mm-hmm. after it, it aired give it two week a two-week take, mm-hmm. it was it was history. It beca- it became history actually. We the North was just yeah. that was it. Like you ask anybody in Canada slash Toronto, mm-hmm. do you know anything about We the North? Yeah, they knew. Exactly. So you know the slogan got across to everyone. You know the campaign did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. So I I, I love it. <laughs> and you know maybe this is just coming from me because you know I'm like a fanboy Canadian basketball guy, but I feel like that was probably one of the greatest. Basketball commercials I've ever it seen ever. Invention, I feel like. You know what I mean? Because the last time I felt like this about a basketball commercial was probably the Nike Freestyle commercial from <laughs> way back in 2001, where everyone's dribbling to that Africa Bambada beat, right? <laughs> like, but besides then, every commercial in between. Not to say that wasn't great. They've been good. They've been enjoyable. You know, they've had like some memorable moments, but nothing like that has sparked a movement for 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 basketball, especially within Canada as well. So I feel like. A lot of people who are part of that, such as you, yeah. or even people who are watching from from the TV screen, we're all part of something basically, and it, it just wasn't a commercial for the American audience. It was for us. It was like our call against them in a sense where we don't need your validation. You know, like we know how good we are down here. It's it's up for you guys to take a look at it. Yeah, you said it perfectly. You said it better than I would have said it. <laughs> <laughs> see, fanboy coming out. <laughs> yeah, see, see I'm, yeah, like you know, like. 
even when like a friend told me the first time the commercial aired like you mm-hmm. know it was in the ACC and the Raptors had started playing it for mm-hmm. their intro for the guys running in yeah and then uh, you know I started getting like text messages and and, and you know emails and all that mm-hmm. so then I finally like looked at the commercial myself mm-hmm. and then like once I seen it I was like wow like that yeah. was really put together and then mm-hmm. later on when I like the person that did the voice, I was like, man, who, who's who's doing this? Who's doing the who's yeah. doing the voice? I had no clue. Oh, should I did the voice, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then when you looked into it, like they said that Drake did the voice, so that was him with the voiceover. I don't know if too many people. Kn- I don't know who knows that or who doesn't. But Drake, that was Drake who did. The he one? actually did the voice. Are you sure? Positive, because that that Drake's intonation doesn't sound that deep. Man. That's what I said. But I'm telling unless you, unless they like did like some audio like manipulation or anything. <laughs> but like that did not sound like Drake though. Man, that was him with the voiceover. Wow, that sure that could have fooled me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, we'll keep things moving, man. Um, so as we discussed earlier, just like off the record, uh, of course, uh, you're you play both the point guard and the shooting guard position, basically. Yeah, and that has now become a staple in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so does that show you um some of the the growth? Uh, of that position basically over the years because it was more center dominated then became more of a swing man type of position yeah. uh, that people focus on but now it's moving more towards the guards so what's your take on the progression of it well I mean as you guys can tell right now with the game and how it's going mm-hmm. I mean it's it's a guard it's a guard game mm-hmm. I mean I, I learned that my first year playing pro rookie my coach Michael Ray Richardson he said a teams is are only as strong as their guards mm-hmm. and so I feel like coaches have taken you know, uh, the the right steps and making sure their guards are good. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the gym with these high caliber guards every day, you got to find some way to like get an advantage every single time. Mm-hmm. And so now when you're playing opponents now, it, it's it's not, you're not playing the guys you played against in practice. So mm-hmm. now your first move will work, your second move will work and your third move. So now the <laughs> guards are just that good mm-hmm. because of their teammates over time. So, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like the the league everything is evolving very very good and you know mm-hmm. it's just a guard era for now i mean mm-hmm. the 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 big men the three mm-hmm. the fours that era will come back but for yeah. right now it's just you know guard guard league exactly um and a lot of the guards you know in today's game like you're talking Stephen Curry mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook Kyle Lowry they're more uh, lethal scoring threats nowadays rather than just being the facilitators yeah. so does that um help um, evolutionize the game or do people feel as if we should be sticking to more of a traditionalistic standpoint as far as being more of the facilitators of the offense and even the defense as well well it it, it depends on the team to be honest because um, co- every coach has different philosophies mm-hmm. um, when you're working if you get a talented guy on your team I mean, if he has, if his thing is to score off the bounce, mm-hmm. then you go let him score off the bounce, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know most of these guards nowadays, they 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 were watching someone ahead of them, mm-hmm. and you know not to call you know anybody a culprit or anything, but Allen Iverson, he mm-hmm. was probably the main guard. Mm-hmm. I can honestly say it. I see a lot of you guys playing like because Allen Iverson was a guy you can sub in the game, mm-hmm. and he'll get you thirty-five to forty mm-hmm. a night. And so if you're watching him just because you like how he plays, mm-hmm. when you go to the playground, you're going to try to play like him. Mm-hmm. And so now you had a four or five, six, seven years to work on your game like that. So now when you get, you know, your athleticism kicks in, your height and your growth, mm-hmm. then it becomes a lot easier. And then that's what you're used to playing. So, you know, that, that that's what it is now, I guess. So. Absolutely, man. He's definitely someone who revolutionized that position because he was so ambiguous in that regard. People didn't know if he was a shooting guard because he was undersized, yeah. or if he was a point guard because he was a bit more ball shoot. dominant, he basically. Could shoot too. Yeah, yeah, he could shoot. Like he, 
knock down the open shot, mm-hmm. you're good. And then if you can dribble now, yeah. you'll be even better. Exactly. And if you can make plays, then you'll be even more valuable to a team. So that's what that combo guard position really means. Like, knock down open shots, mm-hmm. be able to make plays, mm-hmm. and just play defense and just, you know, limit your mistakes. So, you mm-hmm. know, that, that position really, really evolved. Exactly, exactly. Now, as you mentioned before, you will be participating in this weekend's All-Star Celebrity Charity Game, which will be held here in Mississauga at the Hershey Center. Yeah. Uh, what are you most looking forward to for, uh, at that event? Oh, man. That, that, that event itself, mm-hmm. you know, first of all, I want to thank the organization for having me in the game, first and foremost. Absolutely, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't want to overlook that at all, mm-hmm. ever. So, um, for me, it, it's more it's more so just being involved, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be involved in something, you know. So, some people, if you can't attend the actual, you know, the celebrity game and all that, you know, in in the ACC, mm-hmm. it's something for you to do, right? Yeah. So, you know, if being a part of this and, you know, having my friends and family watch, you know, at the end of the day, as long as they can say that they did something in 2016 mm-hmm. for the NBA All-Star Weekend, that that means the world to me because you know mm-hmm. if you guys can come out and have fun and support mm-hmm. you know at least you did something and then later on when i you know when i stopped playing mm-hmm. you know what that that'll be a memory we'll tell our kids like hey you know the, the nba came to toronto that one year and you know i had fun and your kids are gonna ask you what'd you do and then you're gonna have stories to tell them so i mean for me that that's the bigger scale for me being a part of this weekend you know the celebrities are coming you know i'm I'm just going to have fun, go out there, and just, you know, have have a time of my life, man, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely, man. So we're going to get into all that fun stuff uh, later on in the show. <laughs> but before we do that, you know, over here at Cool Radio, we like to play some games with the guests, you know? Oh, like, yeah, don't, don't, don't be scared, don't man. Off guard. Don't, right. don't be scared, man. Don't be scared. We like to have games, you know, like let the people have some fun and what have you, right? So on that note, the first game that I have for you is one called Cool or uncool, all right? Let's play that drop real quick. There we go. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, this track that I'm playing in the background is from a classic 90s hip-hop group called Diggable Planets. And this was their hit record, Cool Like That. And, you know, it's only right that we play this for this game, right? So anyways, the main objective is of the game is I'm going to give you a list of scenarios. Okay. And you're simply going to let me know if they're cool uncool and feel free to uh elaborate on your reasoning all right all right got you all right so i'm gonna start you off with an easy one just to you know dust up the cobwebs i'm gonna say i'm gonna say cool. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right all-star weekend cool or uncool cool all right that was self-explanatory <laughs> um the participants in this year's dunk contest cool or uncool Cool. Okay, you kind of have to think about that one for a second. <laughs> cool, cool. I, I, I have a, you know, I, I think, I got a, you know, I think, a guy from what team is it? The Denver Nuggets. Will Barton. There we go. Will Barton. I had a chance to play against him in uh, Memphis uh-huh. over in college. Uh-huh. That, that's my pick right there. Okay, okay. That's so my he, pick. a lot of people have him as, as a dark horse, basically, from, from what I've heard, like a couple of analysts here and there. Yeah, yeah. Nah, uh, Will's, a, Will's a cool guy, man. You know, he 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 he's definitely not a stranger to the, the Canadians. Uh, he had a few Canadians on his prep school team, mm-hmm. so you know he, he's a cool guy. He got a few tricks though. I, I seen it, I seen it myself. So I'm, that's the only reason why I'm saying Will. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Will Barton. All right, fair enough. Like me, I don't mind if if like a lesser known player participates in the dunk contest. I just want to see the results, basically. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to that now. Hey, now that you've mentioned he that, got, he got bounce now. He got bounce. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, so next up, um. 
Big men in the skills competitions. That's the dribbling through the pylons or what have you. Cool or uncool? Cool. Cool? I'm forever going to say, I'm going to say cool on that part because mm. that's going to be entertaining to watch. Yeah. I don't think we'll, a lot of people have seen seven foot, six foot, 11 guys trying to do the skills. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> I mean, if they can't make free throws, then I'm not sure how exactly they're going to get to the <laughs> obstacle course, but... We'll find out. <laughs> now, um, discontinuing the Shooting Stars competition, cool or uncool? That was the one where they had like the, the legend, the current player, and the WNBA player. They have to shoot in that little obstacle course thing, and yeah. they have to keep it from half court. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say cool. Okay, cool. Cause I I like seeing the the old guys come back uh-huh. with the young guys and the WNBA ladies. Yeah. I'm going to say cool. Okay. But they discontinued it, though. So I'm asking you if it's cool or uncool that they did that. Oh, no. Yeah. They discontinued? They did, yeah. Uncool. Okay. Fair enough. I'm upset. Uncool. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see here. The three-point contest becoming more popular than the dunk contest. Is that a second? Okay, okay, okay. Keep yeah, yeah, no, so yeah, basically, no, um, a lot of people are saying that the three point contest has now become a bit more popular just because of the names that are involved with it nowadays. So, uh, do you feel that it's cool that people are claiming this or it's uncool? I think cool. Okay. Cool, because now you have like a lot of big name shooters in it now. Yeah. So it's cool. You definitely want to know who's the best shooter in the league uh-huh. for real. So, you know. Whoever wins this, that's your title for the rest of the year until playoff. Exactly, exactly. Uh, let's see. Also, oh, this is a good one right here. People's complaints about the dunk contest. <laughs> cool or uncool? Uncool. Thank you. I, I can't stand uncool. all the fanboys. One more time. Uncool. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, taking the center position away from the all-star voting ballot. Cool or uncool? Wait, is that what they did? They've they've done that for the last three or four years now. Instead of voting for two guards, two forwards, and one center, yeah. it's two guards and three front court players. They categorize it as front court. Oh wow! 